0: Good morning and welcome. Happy hump day. I'm Joe Jacquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group, and I hope it finds you well today. Uh, Got a lot of great things to talk about. Uh, Gold rallying again above 1900, uh, but it's just getting started. And I mean just getting started. Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was Six or seven more central banks buying gold. Again, I'll tell you all about that. Be your own central bank. How much does your portfolio weigh is going to be a very, very important question, especially with the digital dollar getting ready to appear. 800-951-0592. The website, allamericangold.com, we're going to talk about the headlines out of the Financial Times today, talking about the demise of the dollar. Listen, it's all there. Either we prepare or you don't, one way or the other. I mean, because really, those are the only two choices you have. Either you're going to get ready for what's coming, uh, or you're not, uh, uh, but... We're going to help you do that today. That I can promise you. You know, yesterday, we were bowling yesterday, and I saw something that, quite honestly, I didn't think I'd ever see. We're in a new league, um, for lack of a better term, a better league. The title of the league was, "We're, we're here for the beer, which we thought was perfect for our group. Yes, that's the league we want. Uh, we were the only ones there for the beer. Let's just put it that way. Uh, we, I what I witnessed a three hundred game yesterday. That's for those of you that don't bowl, and that's he threw a strike on every single ball. Uh, he did it against us, which was, you know, kind of cool. And it was just like you know when a baseball player's throwing a no hitter, a pitcher's throwing a no hitter. Like, nobody's talking to him, right? You don't even want to make eye contact with him. Uh, but it was pretty exciting. It was pretty cool. Um, considering that I bowled three games, I think I threw one strike in three games. Uh, this guy threw, I think it was 12 strikes in one game. Uh, so uh, that was kind of neat. Uh, what up? Oh, CBD. I got to talk about CBD. So my buddy Larry, you guys know I was telling you the story, the Silver Fox. And he he started using the retinol cream. He already uses, he's like me, he's using the 3,000 milligram tincture, uh, really helping him out with, you know, just getting older. All the aches and the pains. But Larry, he's like, uh, you know that Seinfeld episode where the, 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 the girl was two-faced, depending on... On which way the light caught her. Or maybe like Batman. Remember Tommy Lee Jones? He was two-faced. He had a a regular face. And the other side of his face, not so much. That's kind of like the fox. You know, he's got his good side and his bad side. He's been using the retinol cream for about two and a half weeks now. But he he puts it on his bad side. And I will tell you, it was very hard. We couldn't tell which side was the bad side. So I, I view that as a win. So yeah, he, he, Larry, he's not nearly as two-faced as he used to be. Uh, by the way, I want to point this out. Uh, if you want to learn more about CBD, you know, I think all of us do. Because it's so much healthier uh, for us than the modern medicine take a pill. So what we've done, is we've added in the... If you go to 1360KHNC, go to podcast. We have a CBD podcast now. Now, if you go out there and you click on it, it brings up the first podcast, which is, What is CBD? But we actually have a couple more. We're working on making it a little easier, but if you go out there uh, and it's... when you when you get to that page you click on the cbd podcast right in the middle of the page there's gonna be listen on and then there's three circles a purple circle a green circle and like a blue circle click the green circle the one in the middle click the green circle and you will see the all the podcast we have a podcast about tinctures so if you're thinking about hey the three thousand or the thousand milligram tincture it and they're only you know five six minutes they're not very that that long so we've got a CBD about the tincture today we just added a CBD podcast about the salves. and I'm telling you listen to it it's really really good uh, a bunch of examples so salves. Blisters. If you've got blisters, the salve is, is is the bomb. Sprained ankles, things of that nature. Uh, check it out. Remember the lotions for the sunburn, all of those things. But so we've got uh, this week, we've got the tinctures. we got the salves. Every week, we're going to add another product to this. So you can start listening, learning more about it, probably answering some of your own questions. Uh, and Jerry and Ryan will tell you why you – what products you want to use, when you want to use them, how you want to use them, and all that stuff. Uh, and, of course, obviously, as I've already told you, it's awesome. The products are great. The pricing is fantastic. And how they make the products, it's, it's unsurpassed. Unsurpassed. And hopefully, hopefully, we're waiting. We're still waiting. Uh, the lab certifications just take a while, but we're waiting. Uh, we should have these new bath products coming, you know, soon. Soon. Uh, I was already hoping they'd be there already. Uh, but the lab was backed up, so it probably won't be till early June where we'll, we'll launch a couple of new products as well. When we get back, what are the central banks doing? And why is the Financial Times talking about the demise of the dollar? Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know, we've been watching uh, the dollar, uh, back below 90, 89 and change again, you know, and, and threatening uh, these levels. You know, when we talk about levels and what facilitates price movements, uh, just kind of like I told you, uh, you know, hey, gold breaks this level. It, it's it's going uh, to, to the next level. You know, yesterday I told you, hey, 1891, that was a big level. Through that in the next level, nineteen fifty. Now is it going to be nineteen fifty today? I, I don't think so. I mean, gold's nineteen oh four right now. But that's really the next area of resistance. If that falls, uh, we're really the next area is this resistance. We're probably looking at, at the all-time high levels for gold, and we're going well beyond that. Um, on the dollar. We're looking at this 88 and change level. So about one basis point away from where we are today. If the dollar breaks below that, we're going to see another leg lower. Um, and, and again, that's really interesting because this isn't how the dollar supposed to work. And this is this is why you get headlines out of the Financial Times starting to question the demise of the dollar are, are we are we at this point where the reckless spending and the go big policies have finally put the dollar uh, on, on watch? We get and, and people don't realize we get a lot of privileges. from being the reserve currency of the world. Now, we're down to, to 59%. That's what uh, other foreign governments are holding in dollars, and they're holding that mostly in treasuries. But just to give you an idea, the Financial Times went back to, you know, like the, early, the late 90s. And they were talking about, hey, you know, the dollar... In nineteen ninety nine comprised seventy-one percent of official foreign exchange reserves. Now, foreign exchange reserves, what is that? Every country has reserves. They have money, right? You know, and of course they can use their printing presses to have it. But what do they hold it in? See, it's funny because here at home, we really don't have that many choices, right? We, we, Our bank accounts are in dollars, you know, period. End of discussion. Countries have a choice. They can hold dollars, they can hold euros, they can hold yen, they can hold gold. What the Financial Times is saying is, hey listen, this has been going on for a while. Where the rest of the world continues to hold less and less dollars. 71% in 1999 to 59% As of last year, because that's the the most current data. And they're saying that, you know, they expect this trend to accelerate. The IMF is confirming that the privilege of the U.S. dollar is eroding as countries that trade with and borrow from uh, the euro, uh, the renminbi, those are the two that they're, they're saying right now. And they're saying, hey, the erosion has been gradual. We like gradual. But as I've said over and over and over again, how did you go bankrupt? And everybody usually, not always, but usually, well, it started out Gradually. You know, we we ran into a little trouble, so we uh, had to put some expenses on the credit card. Uh, Can't quite pay it off, but we got got another credit card. And, you know, you you gradually, month after month, year after year, and then all of a sudden. And this is kind of what the Financial Times is talking about saying the anti-inflationary credibility is at stake. Now, this is kind of a a very interesting point when they talk about, you know, what's really happening and they're they're saying, you know, that the biggest single peacetime threat to a reserve currency status is economic and financial mismanagement. Right. It's, it's not war. It's not, you know, uh, any type of trade dispute. According to the Financial Times, the only threat and the biggest threat is economic and financial mismanagement. And with the Federal Reserve having abandoned its long-standing commitment to tightening policy in anticipation of inflation and President Joe Biden's going big fiscal policy, the fear that inflation could undermine the currency is mounting. Think about this. You even have Democrats saying this is ridiculous. Now, Janet Yellen, who I put I put her right in the uh, crosshairs. Long, long, long time Democrat. You know, Janet Yellen's been a part of of this policy. Really going back, uh, she was at the Fed in 1977. Most people don't know that. But, officially Janet Yellen, who is now the Treasury Secretary of the United States, became an integral part of the Federal Reserve System in the nineties. Like nineteen ninety-four, to be exact. You know, think about at that time, our deficit was like three trillion, a little over, you know, in between, you know, three and a half trillion dollars. The Fed's balance sheet couple hundred billion dollars. Nothing. Think about it. In 1999, the dollar made up 71% of foreign government holdings when they decided, hey, what currency do I want to hold? They were putting 70 plus percent of their stuff in dollars. Or she became the head of the San Francisco Federal Reserve at that time, by the way. Isn't that interesting? Then she became the vice chair at the Federal Reserve. Alan Greenspan retires. Ben Bernanke takes over as number one. Janet Yellen was his number two. They created two percent inflation that was them you know the one that they're ignoring right now you know the one where the financial times says hey wait a minute the central bank is mismanaging the dollar and it's threatening its reserve currency you're damn right it is and now then she takes over at the Central Bank. Right? All of the quantitative easing stuff, that was all her and Ben Bernanke. Matter of fact, she was the one who told us we fixed it all. That was her. See? We fixed it. Pat me on the back. I did a great job. Now think about it we got a debt that's almost 30 trillion the the federal reserve's balance sheet's 8 trillion going to be 9 trillion going to be 10 trillion she's now the treasury secretary of the united states and has instructed the democrats to go big and the financial times is saying what And they're saying that the most fundamental requirement of a reserve currency is it's actually backed by a state that can provide safe assets to global investors. They're talking about the bonds. The illusion that the U.S. Treasury market is a safe haven. They said that, but states that pursues irresponsible policies, those assets become less safe. The greatest potential threat to safety is inflation. Think about this. This is the fight that we're in. You know, we talk about uh, the erosion of safety the fact that they're trying to convince everybody, don't worry, it's just transitory. Why is their balance sheet $8 trillion? Why is it that our, well, there's 54 banks, these are global banks, that are parking money at the Federal Reserve every night. This just referred to as reverse repo auctions. That sounds very complicated, doesn't it? Reverse repo auction, what does, what does that mean? Well, let me tell you, it's not complicated at all. Banks are required, now of course nowadays they're required to hold less. You know, remember Dodd-Frank, too big to fail, they had to hold X amount of reserves, and then COVID came, and now they've lowered them all again. It's ridiculous. But this is extra money that the banks have, and of course, think about all the deposits and all the checks that that the government sent out. Right? People are have more money in their bank account. Right? The Schmuckatelli family is not working yet; they're kicking back eighty k. What the banks are supposed to do is, number one, loan that money out, right? It's a clear indication banks aren't too comfortable right now loaning money. Just ask people that are trying to buy a house and need to get a loan to do it. They're not that comfortable. But when that happens, they're supposed to buy US bonds. That's what they're supposed to do. Because listen, you can buy, you don't have to buy a 10 year note. They can buy a one month note, three month note. But they're not. They're saying, eh, you know, and, and the Fed is paying them a tenth of a percent. So any note they bought, even though they're paying horrible amounts, still paying way more than what the Fed would give them, but they're not doing it, because they're saying, listen, with the real rate of inflation, buying U.S. bonds just doesn't make any sense. This is exactly what the Financial Times has picked up on eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. So the Financial Times saying the biggest threat to the dollar is mismanagement by our central bank. Mismanagement uh, by the government and, and we're seeing it play out in inflation, right? That's that's really the death knell. And again, we're we're in this bubble right now. Housing prices skyrocketing, right? Wall Street priced to perfection. You know, we're seeing all these commodity prices go through the roof, and and the blame squarely. Lies at the feet of our central bank. It was all their policies that created this. All the quantitative easings. I mean, we've had interest rates, really, outside of, a, what, about a less than a two-year period. Interest rates have been at zero for 15 years. Give or take now, you know, 14 years. Zero absolute mismanagement we had a fed's balance sheet 15 years ago that wasn't even a trillion dollars it was about 700 billion dollars it's now eight trillion <laughs> 15 years ago the federal debt was uh, barely five it was a little over 5 trillion dollars it's going to be 30 trillion before the end of this year The International Monetary Fund said the following banks and these are central banks increased their gold holdings in the month of April. Now remember, these are only banks that actually told the IMF. Because if you're like me, I believe China's been adding to their gold reserves the whole time and just not telling anybody. The Bank of Thailand bought 43 and a half metric tons of gold in April. That's huge. Huge. Uzbekistan, eight and a half tons. Kazakhstan, 4.4 4 tons. India Central Bank, 6.8 tons. Cambodia Central Bank, 5 tons. Right at the list odd and odd and on, and on. And this has been a growing thing and I'll, you know and it, it, it's really worth noting because I, I'm telling you this has been gradual. I've been here for like 18 years now. do you know when I first started here the European Central Bank the euro, you know the euro countries, And along along with England, England was part of that group. They had passed a rule. After the Bank of England, what was it, 1999 or 1998, the Bank of England sold all their gold reserves, remember? Gordon Brown, maybe the biggest idiot central banker of all time. You know, his problem was he actually believed Alan Greenspan. That was his problem. You know that was gold went to two hundred fifty bucks. It's a pretty good run since then, isn't it? They passed a rule that said, "Hey, all of us will agree to sell only five hundred metric tons of gold a year." And I remember we'd probably, you know, oh, Germany sold 100 metric tons. France sold 80 metric tons. Spain sold, you know, 87 metric tons. Portugal sold. uh, England sold, you know. And they would get to 500 metric tons. True story. And it was like 05. Nobody was really selling anymore. And then they changed it to say, oh, well, we'll sell 400 metric tons, which I think is still the law. I think. No central bank outside of Venezuela, for, right, for different reasons, has sold any significant amount of gold since then. And as a matter of fact, What we get is what I've been telling you today. Central banks keep buying it. So think about this. In the 18 years I've been here, central banks went from selling 500 metric tons of gold a year. Which, when you think about it, that's a crazy amount. To, well, buying. Four and five and six and seven hundred metric tons a year. Matter of fact, according to the World Gold Council, central banks bought just under a hundred metric tons in January and March. And let me see here. What is this? Fifty, fifty five, sixty two, sixty. Looks like about 70 metric tons just in the announcements that the IMF released for April. I mean, think about it. If they did 70 metric tons of gold a month, that'd be 840 metric tons of pie. This is a dramatic change. I and mean, Think about all the countries that we're hearing about. Thailand. Cambodia. Right? India. Remember India bought 200 metric tons from the IMF? Right around that time, you know, right, another great move by the IMF. Poland, Hungary, right? And we keep just hearing all of these these, these countries now, they're all buying it. You know what they're all deciding? Well, I could buy dollars. I could buy euros. Then nah, I think I'll buy gold instead. This is why I tell you, be your own central bank. These guys, they're all doing it for a reason. And there's really only one reason. What's the reason? Gold is a hedge. Against what? Fiat money. Mismanaged fiat money in particular. Got a great special for you coming up next. Don't put that down. 809510592 golds up 5 1903 uh, silver's actually down about 10 cents right now 2793 uh wall street they're not not doing a whole lot it's up about 70 points today and we're talking about the dollar i'm going to give you an opportunity more than ever you got to protect yourself And I've been saying this a lot lately. Because you should always have some wealth insurance. Always. But I've been telling you lately, you need to actually be a, a lot heavier in gold and silver than in the past. You know, I liken it to the, hey, you need an ounce of gold for every year you've been alive. Or in... Or 65 ounces of silver for every year you've been alive. Either one, gold's easier. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your wife's purse. No one would know you had it. A ounce of gold for you, an ounce of gold for your wife, or your kids, your grandkids. And you're going to do really well. And think about what the Financial Times was talking about today. Hey, the biggest threat to the, why is the dollar, why are we under threat? mismanagement simple there's huge inflation and the fed is saying nothing doing nothing they've abandoned economic policy which has created horrible risk which is really forcing everybody listen everybody they're forcing everybody into it why do you think Bitcoin is so popular not popular because it's a great idea. It's, it's popular. Think about it. it. It's popular for the wrong reason. It shouldn't be popular at all. It's just a glorified tracking device. I wish more people would understand that. But it's people feeling, oh, I can get out of the dollar. Of course, it's always fun when you got the casino thing going. Gold's boring. I get it. I know it's boring. But gold's already gone from 250 to 2000 And we're just now entering the inflation side of it. Remember the last time this happened? Gold was $40. $40 went to 800 So that's why I said the big move is coming. Today, I'm, I'm going to heat it up for you today. I've got $20 gold pieces. They're $2,185. I'm taking 35 bucks off. 35 bucks off, $2,150. Liberties or Saints, you pick them at 800 Be your own central bank, period. Lighten up on dollars right now, right? We're, we're talking about the dollar index at 89 and change. Uh, getting ready for a breakdown. Peter Schiff talking about the feds turbocharged money creation policy that they started during the housing slash financial crisis we've never stopped the consequences of money for nothing is finally kicking in and he's right and they got away with it for what uh, over a decade mostly by manipulating the numbers the inflation crisis and the dollar crisis. A much bigger economic event that will have a much greater impact than the financial crisis. Okay, so why would he say that? I mean, that was a pretty big impact. Remember, Wall Street wasn't going to open it. Oh, my gosh, we need billions and billions of hundreds of billions of dollars. Almost seems like child's play now, doesn't it? Do you know the first Wall Street bailout, the bank bailout, was like $720 billion something like that? wasn't even a trillion. Now think about it all. Trillions everywhere. But why would he say this is going to be worse? And I'll tell you right now, he brought up a really good point as to why. The reason the Fed last time, They could do bailouts the Fed could print money to fund the bailouts they've done that the next crisis is the dollar that is going to be in crisis right so in other words what Peter Schiff is saying hey it's not hey we're bailing out the banks hey, I thought that we're, we're, we're bailing out Wall Street. We're not bailing out the housing market. They're already doing all that already. No, no, no. The next crisis is a dollar crisis. And he brings up some really good points. The dollar is going to be crashing. And I've been talking about this for the last several years. The 10-year note when it was yielding half of a percent, The dollar is at 103 on the index. When yields rise, the dollar rises. That's how it's supposed to work. Right now, the yield on a 10-year note is only 1.5%, but it's still higher. Yet the dollar's at 89 and getting ready to break down. The dollar is going to be crashing. And they can't bail anybody out from a dollar crash because all as they can do is print more dollars which just accelerates the collapse right because why is the dollar f- crashing right now got too many and all as we're doing is printing more and, and then lying about what the effects of that are going to be. Make sure you have some of your dollars protected. U.S. twenty-dollar gold pieces, Liberties or Saints, twenty-one fifty at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Final segment coming up. Uh, breaking news: uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. in defiance of the law, is not meeting with the House small business community. Matter of fact, she's supposed to meet with the small business uh, panels for both the House and the Senate. Uh, this is required by law uh, during the, the co- one of the COVID relief bills. Uh, Janet Yellen is refusing, uh, apparently, to, to appear. stating that uh, the Treasury Secretary, well, this is, uh, let, me, let me have this right. This is Democratic Chairwoman Velasquez. Here's what she said about it. Well, she, meaning Janet Yellen, and her team may believe their role in the PPP program and other small business COVID relief programs is dwindling, they are sorely mistaken i am deeply disappointed and concerned that secretary Yellen is not with us today as the appearance of the treasury secretary is required by law i think we're going to hear a lot more about these things they're too big they're above the law they know they've missed management. They know that that we're on the wrong path, and you know what? They don't want to hear it. She don't want to hear it. I don't want to go and listen to your questions. I'm Janet Yellen. We've got our plan in place, and that plans includes a digital currency, and we're going to wipe all this stuff out, and we're going to we're going to redistribute everybody's wealth. Remember, listen. She is a huge liberal. They are going to take from success and reward failure. I promise you that. That is exactly what's going to happen with this digital dollar. It's what's going to happen. Mark my words on it. Uh, Janet Yellen is behind it. She's been behind it all the way, and now they've got the, you know, they've got the right White House in play, and now all of a sudden, even though the law says she has to testify, she doesn't even show up. Nah, can't make it today. Now, is there a crisis we don't know about? Right? Is there is there something happening in the Treasury market that would require her a full attention i don't think so i mean the 10-year note is almost unchanged it's actually down point zero 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 seven percent i mean it's at one five five seven doesn't look like there's any crisis be prepared i want to help you This you're going to call eventually if you want to wait for gold to go higher okay But it's going higher. I'm telling you right now. How do I know this? Pretty simple. Right? I look at, is the printing press stopped? Has has the central bank stopped blowing up their balance sheet? Have the Democrats and the Republicans stopped the spending in Congress? Of course not. we are spiraling out of control. You know it. I know it. Be prepared. The sooner you prepare, the better off you're going to be. 800-951-0592. God bless everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.